0: Amen. Good morning. Hallelujah. Have you got a praise on your lips this morning? Can you stand up and clap your hands and say praise to the King? Hallelujah. How many is ready for a move of the Holy Spirit this morning? How many is ready for an in feeling? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let's just let this be our prayer. Open up the heavens. Amen.
1: Like your life is, is going, going at a, a good pace and things are going good. How many of you find that in your life uh, that it is uh, that it's uh, it's easy to worship then? How many of you find out that it's easier to worship when everything is going good? When everything you had a if you've had a good week. Uh, maybe a good month, a good uh, three or four months in your life that when you come to church or during the week, it's, it's a little easier to worship, isn't it? But your heart really tells God that you're really, truly uh, in love with Him when you worship when things are not going so good. When you're worshiping Him by, let's say, by faith, when things are not going good in my life or uh, difficulties are happening, that, that I learn to worship Him when things are not going the best. Because I don't live by my feelings. Okay, so many times in our Christian walk with the Lord, we live by our feelings if things are going good then uh, uh, we worship if things are not going so good then we don't find ourselves worshiping the Lord because we go on our senses on our feelings but the Bible tells me that if I will worship him when I don't feel like it if I will just be faithful when I don't feel like it, if I'll just be faithful when I don't feel like preaching, if I'll just be faithful in what God has asked me to do when I don't feel like it and I'll worship when I don't feel like it, the Bible tells me that He's gonna open up the windows of heaven and He will pour me out a blessing on my life if I have a pattern of worshiping when things are not going good in our life. So this morning, I I don't know what kind of week you had uh, just by talking to a few of you. Your week didn't go too good this week. And I'm sure there's others here that, you know, your week didn't go the best this week. And I don't know what next week's going to look like for you or look like for me. But I know one thing. I know if I'll worship Him when things don't look the best in my life, that God said He'll work it all out for my good, but my part is worshiping Him when I don't feel like it. Amen? Amen. That's that's true worship, church. That's true worship. Let's Let's sing that again. And maybe you don't feel like worshiping this morning, but I want you to close your eyes and I want you to throw your hands no matter what kind of week you had in this war this morning, cup, Lord. Lord Fill my cup, Lord Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. I walked downstairs a few minutes ago when Sunday school was going on, and I heard a man in there uh, just beating on a piano, and I heard this group just singing, and they were singing an old song, and I just started kind of, you know... I thought it sounds good in here. If you don't come to the Sunday morning Sunday school class, I want to invite you to Brother Dale's class. They have a great time down there. Let's give Brother Dale a hand. Amen? Praise the Lord. God is so good, in the church? Hallelujah. Uh, uh, Pam Watts, did you all see the certificate she got? She is a paratrooper now. Did you see her jump out of that plane? Amen. Amen. Even though Kevin thinks he's a little tough, he don't want to mess with her. Amen. Amen. Turn around and say, don't mess with her, Kevin. Amen. Hallelujah. Congratulations. Congratulations. Amen. Praise the Lord. Just a few announcements in the back on my left at the Welcome Center is the Unshakable, Standing Strong When Things Go Wrong book. If you've not picked this up, I had someone to call me this week and said, Pastor, have you read that whole book? There's a lot of great things in there. There's a chapter in there that has touched my uh, touched my life. So if you haven't picked this book up, it's free uh, in the back unless you want to write a $100 check. Okay uh announcements this morning july the 16th which is next weekend uh justin franich which was used to be the youth director for teen challenge uh he pastors now a church he's going to be preaching uh next weekend for us and he's a great preacher so be here we're going to have a great time in the lord i know we had a very skeleton crew of worship this morning but thank you guys amen uh, for giving us worship this morning. <laughs> July the 23rd, uh, the ladies are having something called summer tea. So all of you ladies that want to be involved in the summer tea, there is a sheet uh, in the back. Uh, also there at the welcome desk, sign up on that. And then the back to school giveaway. If you're interested in being involved in that on July the 23rd, Eighth. Pastor Steve is in uh, charge, along with Sister Christina, putting all that together. When is y'all's next meeting, Pastor Steve? This coming Wednesday, 4.30? Uh, this coming Wednesday at 4.30, if you want to be involved in that, and you want to be in the meeting, uh, please be uh, there this Wednesday at 4.30. You still can be a part of that. If you don't come to the meeting, but he would love to have you there at the meeting as they finalize all of that. We've already, uh, I will just shout out to Grant Home Furnishing and we'll tell you later what the total is. But they've already raised at Grant Home Furnishing almost $3,500, $3,800. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand for that. Amen. Also, uh, so if you want to still give to that. Uh, in the back by the offering uh, bucket is a bucket also to give in that. Water baptism. I sound unlike a TV uh, announcer, but water baptism. If you want to be water baptized, the Bible says that we are saved by the Spirit, by the blood of the Lamb, covers our sins, and then we are to be what? water baptized, and then we are to be servants of the Lord Jesus Christ as we are a uh, uh, disciple. Also right in front of you is a, a connection card. I want to do uh, always remember this. In front of you is a connection card. Uh, fill that out on the back. If you have a prayer request uh, that you want the ladies to be praying about on Monday mornings, fill that out. Uh, Sister Tina will get that request. If you want it confidential, write right across of it confidential so she doesn't share that with the rest of the ladies, but if you, you're okay, she will share that and they will lift you up before uh, the Lord in prayer. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm going to speak this morning just a little bit uh, uh, on is there oil in your lamp? Is there oil in uh, your lamp? Uh, men, how many, or ladies also, how many of you check your oil on a regular basis in your car, lawnmower, vehicle, truck, whatever it is, you check your oil on a, uh, on a regular uh, basis, will you raise your hand? How many you change your oil on a regular, maybe on a regular basis? How many of you notice sometimes you have to say with me, add oil? Uh, how many of you run the mileage over before you check the oil? Or maybe, yeah, we got a few there. How many only check the oil when your vehicle's ticking? Uh, how many you check your uh, oil uh, in your lawnmower or your vehicle after not only ticking, but now it's knocking? Uh, you wait till it's knocking before you uh, 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 check the oil. Uh, Do you know that there are uh, times in our life that our spiritual oil gets low? Our spiritual oil in our life gets low. Now, in the Bible, oil represents the Spirit of God. It represents the the Spirit of God. Not so much the power of God, but it represents the Spirit of God. Uh, could it be that we have allowed at times in our life or at this moment in our life, we've allowed the spiritual oil in our life uh, to leak out? And maybe the Lord has sent warning signs to us that our spiritual oil is low, but we have, we have ignored those spiritual signs. That we've got low oil in our life. There's different reasons that cause that spiritual oil to go low. Uh, Maybe it is uh, trouble in our life. Maybe it's frustration in our life. Uh, Maybe it's bad relationships. Uh, Maybe we're just working all the time. Maybe you're a workaholic or you got a lot going on in your life now and you've got a lot of work going on. And it is actually starting to drain your spiritual oil down in your life. And you would say this morning, "Pastor, I need to add spiritual oil to my life. I need to add some spiritual oil to my life because I am I am drained spiritually and I've allowed life to drain me down spiritually." So you'd raise your hand, you say, "You know, pastor, this morning I need some spiritual oil in my life. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 25 in verse 1 through 13. And I'm going to just try to uh, a jet line tour through this uh, this morning. But there's a parable uh, that Jesus tells His disciples. A parable is a story explaining to you and I what is going to happen, or what maybe has already happened. In this case, uh, it, it's going to happen, okay? Matthew chapter 25 and verse 1 through 13. There's many translations of this, but I picked the NIV all because of the first three words uh, that this passage of Scripture reads. It says, at that time. Say with me, uh, everybody say with me, say, at that time. Matthew chapter 25, verse 1 through 13. At that time, the kingdom of heaven will be like 10 virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. It says, first, at that time, five of them were foolish and five of them were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. So the wise ones, how many of you want to be wise? however, took oil in their jars along with their lamps. So they got lamps and they're carrying oil. The bridegroom was a long time in coming and they all become drowsy and not only drowsy, but they fell asleep. But at midnight, the cry went out. Here's the bridegroom, come out now to meet him. Then all the virgins woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. They said, No, they replied. There may not be enough for both of us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourself. But While they were on their way to buy oil, the bridegroom arrived. The virgins who were ready to win in, to the wedding banquet, and the door was shut. Who shut the ark door? God shut it. Later, the other ones also came. Lord, Lord, they said, "Uh, open up the door for us. But he replied, truly, I tell you, I don't know you. Therefore, keep watch, because you don't know the day or the hour. Let's pray. Father, we thank You this morning for the reading of Your infallible Word of the living God. God, it's the Word that You said is sharper than any two-edged sword. So Father, remove me out of the way this morning. Let Your words speak through me and let the words of my lips, God, be pleasing in Your sight, God. As Lord, You do Your work in the Spirit. Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. If you're taking uh, notes this morning, the very first thing is, Jesus speaks about, in the first three words, at that time. Say with me, at that time. What is He talking about, Pastor, when He said, at that time? He's talking about the last days before the coming of the Lord Jesus tells his disciples he said "Uh, I'm going to die he said then they're going to bury me and lay me in a tomb and then he said I'm going to be resurrected and then he said the fourth thing is I'm coming back which is called the rapture of the church say with me the rapture of the church so Jesus tells them he said "Uh, I, I am going to one day through space and time I'm going to step out on the clouds and I'm going to call my children home. That's where you say amen, okay? I'm going to call my children home. It's going to be the rapture of the church. How many of you are ready for the rapture of the church? Amen? amen. Jesus says, I'm coming and I am coming soon. Number two, he tells them, this is the last day. And he tells them, you will know my coming is near when these things start to happen. So he tells us there's going to be signs that my coming is right around the corner. So you're going down the road and there's uh, these orange or yellow signs that are put up to tell you down the road a couple miles that they're working on the bridge and you you need to stop and change lanes. Okay? Or maybe you're on the interstate and they tell you to veer off to the left lane and how many of you have had people to pass you uh, uh, on the right-hand side and try to ease in at the very last minute to get in in front of you. How many of that irritates you to death? And you wonder, where are our policemen? Right? I don't know why we think they can be everywhere at one time, but I don't know. But where are they at, right? Trying to ease in at the last time. Now, I've been hungry before, okay? And I've confessed I have not let them in. Uh, and my flesh really felt good about it. Now, I don't know about my spirit, but my flesh felt good about it. Trying to ease in at the last minute. Okay, and we'll talk about that later. But Jesus says, I'm going to give you some signs of my turning, return. He says, this is what they're going to be. Nations are going to be going to war against each other like we've never seen in experience. Uh, 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 uh uh Nations just warring against each other. Uh, I just seen just last night where China and Korea and the United States and all of these things, these guys you've been in the military, they're lining up those ships in the, in, in the ocean. There's things happening in our world like we've never seen before. That's a sign. There's going to be a great famine in the land, starvation and starvation happening at this moment like we've never seen. Have you ever seen the price of food in your life where it is at now? The weather's going to start doing crazy things, wildfires, earthquakes, hurricanes, like the world has never seen. We're experiencing that at this very moment. Another sign he says is gonna, he said, men are gonna be lovers of their own self. They're gonna love their own self more than they even love their own families. And that talks about ladies too. They're, they're gonna, it's all gonna be all about them. Okay? It's gonna be, we never live, we're never lived in such a society that it's all about me. He said that's going to be one of the signs. I've never seen disrespect in 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 all of my life. Uh, 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 I mean it's just people are just so disrespectful. I was uh, standing in line yesterday at a, at a restaurant. I had to work and Duran me got me something to eat. And someone is up up front in a restaurant literally had gotten mad and was screaming back at somebody at the kitchen. And I think, Lord, what's going to happen next? I've never seen so much disrespect. The Bible states there's going to be wickedness and violence like we've never seen before. And all you have to do is turn on the news and you see that. Shooting, stabbings, rape, kidnapping, suicide, rate to an all-time high. You name it, when it comes to violence and wickedness, we are at an all-time high. Man living with man, woman living with moming. Yes, you heard me right. That's a way of life now in America. This LGBTQ thing is off the charts. But we just seem like in America, and we seem like anymore, we just kind of like laugh at sin. We don't tolerate sin anymore, we celebrate sin. We just laugh and joke and think it's a big deal. We just celebrated the 4th of July. How in the world do you think our forefathers thought of everything that's happening in our nation? But Jesus tells them that's not the biggest sign. Jesus says that's not the biggest sign. He said the biggest sign of the rapture of the church taking place will be a sleepy church he said, "All of these signs that I'm giving you that the rapture of the church is going to take place." He said, "How many believe that we're on the verge of the rapture of the church?" Yeah, come on. How many you believe that we're on the verge of the rapture of the church? Okay. He said, "But but all of those things that I just I, I wrote out," Jesus said, "and spoke to you in this parable." He said, "That's not the big one." He said, "The big one is a sleepy church." They will not be a soul winning church, a mission giving church, a servant like church, a loving church, an outreach church, signs and wonders and healing church, hope giving church. They will not be a church with dreams for the future and change lives. They will not be keep, they'll keep looking back to the past instead of wanting to change to go into the future. That's the type of church. That church lamp will not have oil in it. Because, listen, they've settled for the norm. They've just settled for the norm. They are okay with just a Sunday morning service. You see, you don't want to know one of the biggest sides of the coming of the rapture of the church is a sleepy church. Again, a church that has no future unless its dreams are greater than its memories. But with the help and the grace of God, this church will not be a church that does not have oil in it. Once again, God is able to take this church beyond anything that we could ask or we could dream or we could imagine. Our dream, our vision, our passion, our heart again is to bring hope to the hopeless, deliverance to the captive, salvation to the lost, to see the hearts of the lives of young people changed by the renewing power of Jesus Christ. Yes, we are going to put oil in our lamp at this church. Yes, God is going to use this church. Yes, the oil is going to burn brighter than it's ever Burn before meaning salvation, baptism, discipleship, healing and signs and wonders are going to happen faster space a faster pace in this church than has ever happened before because we are going to be a church in the last days that has oil in its land. So how about your individual life this morning? Do you have the spiritual oil burning bright in your life this morning? Well, I go to church, Pastor. I read my Bible every once in a while. I pray just when everything's going bad. You know, I I used to be. How many of you? I've heard so many people say, I used to be. I used to be on fire for God. I used to not miss church. I used to read my Bible. I used to pray. I used to serve in the local church. I used to support missions. Are you a lazy Christian this morning? You say, Pastor, i got plenty of time I got plenty of time to make things right. Are you low on your spiritual oil? If you allowed your oil to to leak out, verse five says the bridegroom was in a was a long time in coming, and they all become drowsy and fell asleep spiritually. Let me read that again. The bridegroom was a long time in coming. And they all became drowsy and fell asleep spiritually. There it is. There it is right there. How many of you grew up in church? Come on, how many of you grew up in church? Amen. How many of you have been hearing all your life, whether you've been, whether you was in a Methodist church, Baptist church, uh, a Presbyterian church back then? How many of you have heard all your life that Jesus is coming very soon? That, how many of you have heard all your life that he's, it, it's just around the corner? How many of you have heard all, that all your life? Verse five tells us, Why was the church drowsy and asleep? Why does people's lives become drowsy and asleep? Because verse 5 tells us it was a long time in Him coming. Jesus has not came back yet. So the longer uh, it is before He comes back, we think He might not come back in our lifetime. It's very clear that when the church gets in this state of mind that the coming of the Lord is close. That it's right upon us. But God loves us so much that He sent out a cry to every one of us. And the cry goes out this morning. The voice goes out this morning. Get oil in your lamps. Get full of the Spirit of God. Get full of the power of God. Get sin out of your life. Make sure you're living a life of holiness and righteousness. Make sure your life is right with God. Make sure your life is focused on the blood and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do not let the fire go out in your life. Don't let the oil go out. Be on fire for God. Because verse number 6 said, At midnight the crowd went out, There's the bridegroom came out to meet him. The fact is, the bridegroom came where they was least expecting it. This word at midnight there translates not at midnight like you and I think. You and I think that midnight at 12 o'clock at night. At midnight in this passage of Scripture refers to 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Now, how many of you are pretty dead asleep at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning? I mean, you you pretty well out of it at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. So he said the cry went out when? At midnight. He said there are going to be people that are not just drowsy and heavy-eyed and sluggish, but he said they're going to be in a deep sleep. Verse 8 says, The foolish one says to the wise, Give us some of your oil. Our lamps are going out. Our lamps are going out. No fire. No light. No brightness. Why? Because the oil has went out in your spiritual life. It's at this moment in time when the rapture will divide the ready... That has oil on their lamp between the ones that are unready. This is when it will be divided to the ones that are ready to go and the ones that were unready. I thought this week, I said, you know what? I'm gonna, I should have done it. I was gonna call Wayne and I was gonna say, uh, step back in the back back there and open the door a little bit, and blow that horn sometime during the time I'm preaching. Blow it any time towards the end when I'm preaching. Because if the trumpet would blow right now, my question is, are you ready? Is there oil in your lamp? Church, this is really a big deal. It's really a big deal if you're ready to go to heaven. Well, preaching like some old gray-headed Pentecostal preacher. No, I'm not. I am just saying to you, it's still God is Jesus Christ out of the space and time is still going to step out on the clouds. The rapture of the church is going to take place and in Christ we shall rise. What? if it would happen in the next few minutes. Are you ready? The five foolish versions appear to be ready for the bridegroom because they had their lamps in their hand. But were they really ready because they had their lamps in their hand? Were they ready because they had their lamps in their hand? You've got to have oil. Did you hear me? you got to have oil in your lamp. You can come to church. You can carry your Bible. You can watch Christian TV. You can even give to the poor. You can even pay your tithe. That's you carrying the lamp. But do you have oil in your lamp? Go to church, Pastor. Thank God. I want you here every Sunday, and you should be here every Sunday. But do you have oil in your lamp? Are you full of the Spirit of God? Or are you full of yourself? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 52 says, Then the Bible says, In a moment and twinkling of an eye, the last trumpet will sound and there will be a calling away of the saints of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you just carrying the lamp this morning? Or do you have oil in your lamp? I want to close with this. Um, About twenty years ago, and I think I've shared this story with some of you, um, Tina and, and her family, her dad had a, he's passed and went on home to be with the Lord, but had a church. And so 20, 25 years ago, how many big, remember those big old huge satellites? They look like a truck setting out in your yard. How many of you remember those? Some of you probably had them, right? Look at big old truck setting out in the middle of your yard. And, uh, so her dad back 25 years ago was on television. And so, my part of the, the, the television work was that they had a room off to the side and there was a switcher in the production room and I worked in the production room of telling the cameramen where to go and what to do in the service and then I run sound in there as well. Listen, Please listen to me. So I would be at church every Sunday morning, Every Sunday night, Wednesday, I was at church. But I wasn't at church. This went on for, I don't know, we must have lived out there beside the church. We lived out there for eight years and so. It was my job. It got to the place, listen to this, I'm closing with this. It got to the place where uh, I was really, really enjoying what I did at the church. I mean, it really became a, uh, I I felt like I could do it at the church or I felt like I could do it outside the church. I just enjoyed doing it. And I'll never forget this, there was an evangelist preaching and right off the stage was was a door that would go down off the stage and a door here that went down off the stage. And the one that went off to the left went down into the studio. So this evangelist is up there just preaching and spitting and hollering and screaming. I mean, he's just preaching hellfire and brimstone. And I mean, he's going at it. And i got three cameramen we are having a hard time keeping up with him. And I mean, he's just moving on. He gives an altar call. people start coming to the altar and I'm trying to get the cameras on the people at the altar and I mean, we're having a powerful service. He prays for people and comes back up on the platform. They're down there praying. He walks down off the platform, walks in the studio and he looks me in the eye. He says, son... The rapture of the church was ready to take place. Are you ready? I think you need to walk to that altar and leave everything as it is right here. I had my lamp. I didn't have my oil. Wouldn't that have been wouldn't that have been horrible? My father-in-law, he was a hell and fire and brimstone preacher. I mean, Lord have mercy! You felt like you felt like hell was at the bottom of your feet sometimes when he preached. So it wasn't that I wasn't raised in a church where a preacher preached hard about the coming of the Lord. Wouldn't it have been a shame? Wouldn't it have been a shame if I would have died as a young man, or in that state? Or would it have been a shame, the Dale, if the rapture of the church were to take place? I'm filming a service that God's moving in. That would have been lost. You know what the oil is? It's the Spirit of God. When is your life wrapped up in Jesus? Is is your life wrapped up in Jesus? It looks different for all of us. But do you have your time with the Master? Are you loving God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind? Is there oil in your lamp? Are you pushing back your calendar? And are you getting the Word of God before you? And are you getting on your knees before the Lord and just falling in love with Jesus? Jesus? Or are you just checking the box off that I came to church, I read a little bit, and I lay me down to sleep prayer, and I put the money in the offering plate, and I'm good to go. Because if that is all you're doing, and the rapture of the church would take place, you are going to be left behind. Do you have your devotional time? I don't care if it's in the car. I don't care if it's in the truck. I don't care if it's outside by the tree. I don't care where it's at. But are you stopping and spending time with God? It's not some ritual. It's my, my relationship with the Master. It's you and me, Jesus. We're hanging out. You know what? I know I might be hard to hang out with sometimes, Jesus, but today I want to hang out with you. Is it all about my life? Where I go, what I do, how much money I make. I'm a busy, busy person. It's okay to be busy. But are you ready to go? Is there oil in your lamp? Because, brothers and sisters, the Bible says at midnight, the bridegroom came. So he's coming. Whether, listen, whether you are ready or not, he's coming. Remember in the Bible, in, 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 in Genesis, the Bible talks about remember the flood? And remember the cry kept going out and out, and the guy keeps working on the boat. Uh, working on the boat, cry went out and out, and he just keeps working on the boat. The cry and cry went out, and he kept working. The cry went out and ke- wo- wo- uh, kept working. What happened? The flood came, and the Bible says the door was shut, and God shut it, and no man can open it. The rapture is going to take place whether we are ready whether we're not. This morning as we stand, we're going to check our hearts. Do we have oil in our lamp? Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. with me pastor um, I'm not going to be a person that just checks the box anymore I'm going to check my life and I'm going to look at my spiritual walk with God this morning I'm going to check is there sin in my life that would keep me from going into rapture I'm going to check and see if it's busyness in my life that keeps me from spending time with God? I'm going to check and see if my calendar is crowded and I don't have time to get alone with Him. Uh, Have I allowed relationships? Some of you are hanging around with the wrong people. Some of you are more worried about your own life than you are your relationship with Christ. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You say, "Pastor, the oil is leaked out of my life." Would you raise your hands this morning? Wow, wow! Hands all over this building. Wow! Thank you, thank you. Okay, let's get honest with God. I'm going to say that again. You say, "Pastor," I want you to slip your hand up and say, "Oil's leaked out of my life." Oh, leaked out of my life. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Father. This morning, and I want us all to pray in your own way. Why I prayed this morning in our own way, as a young man sitting in an old Pentecostal church, I was about thirteen years old, and God just continually, continually dealt with my heart as the Holy Spirit just tugged at my heart Kevin do you have oil in your lamp I'm asking you this morning check your heart okay we don't know when that rapture of the church is going to take place once again good pastor I've heard it all my life yeah so have I but it is soon and very soon by the signs of the time so father I thank you this morning Thank you for allowing us to gather together today as a family. Thank you for the family of God. Lord, we love each other. We care for each other. We want to be there for each other. But Father, sometimes we just have to get down and say, God, is there oil in my lamp? Because I don't want to miss the rapture of the church. Father, we're asking you to forgive us of any sin, any trespasses. We're asking you, Lord, to forgive us of any laziness of the spirit that God put oil back in my lamp. And when you do, I'm going to want to come to church. When you do, I'm going to want to serve. When you do, I'm going to want to pray. When you do, I'm going to want to read my Bible. When you do, I want to walk and tell people about Christ when I fall back in love with you. So Father, forgive us this morning. Father, we thank you. Lord, thank you for the warning sign of your coming. And help us to be a church that's on fire for you. And seeing signs and wonders and things happening in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's sing uh, uh, this chorus. And then we're going to dismiss in prayer. Oh, hallelujah. Well, thank you, Lord, for your presence, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Lord, fill us with your presence this morning. Fill us with your presence
0: this morning, Lord. fire and come do it again. Open up your heart, let heaven own Oh,
1: hallelujah. Up in the air, and we're going to pray for our younger generation. Church, amen. Can you say, amen? How many of you got? How many of you got kids still at home? How many of you got grandkids? And I won't tell you, brother, uh, brother Dale's age. He's getting ready to have a great grandchild. Amen. 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 Yeah, let's give him a hand. Amen. Hey, I want us to pray for our generation. Okay, our generation of children, our generation of youth because God has his eye on him. Come on. I don't care what the devil says. We're going to help win this generation before the coming of the Lord. Amen. Let's pray for him right now. Father, we thank you for this younger generation, God. Hallelujah. I thank you for our children. I thank you for our grandchildren. I thank you for our youth. I thank you for our young adults, God. God, we're asking you to help this church and help them move forward in their life. God, we love them. We care for them. Your anointing is upon them. You're going to bless them. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody says amen.